0: Trigger warning, miscarriage. First and foremost, I want to dedicate this podcast to my beautiful angel in heaven, who I ask for forgiveness every day and that I love and miss so dearly. I also want to dedicate this to all the mommies who have had to say goodbye to their babies before getting to hug them, for those who have given birth to their baby not breathing, and those in general who have had to lay to rest a piece of their heart. This is for you. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Better Version, where I, Liz, your host, share personal stories, events that have turned into lessons for me to help someone out there going through the same. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone and you're way stronger than you think. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. And welcome back to Unleash Your Better Version with your host, me, Liz. Oh my gosh, guys, so I just wanted to start off this episode kind of just by apologizing because I've been gone longer than I wanted to because I did drop like a part one of this episode uh, like two months ago, I think, um, and I think it was like in August, and I thought I was ready to talk about my experience. But I found myself in a situation where I, because I had filmed this episode twice and it just, it was a hot mess. And I was just like, you need to get yourself together. You need to get better before releasing this episode. So I actually, and I will mention this in the episode, but I did start therapy, guys. It's so weird um, to say and to experience. I had never actually been to like therapy I had seen my social worker throughout my high school years and middle school years and stuff like that but it's I think different because you are interrupted by you know like I have to go back to class and I can't see her like as often and stuff like that <clears throat> and it's just different therapy as an adult is different than seeing your social worker uh, when you're 15 16 17 years old but I did start therapy so that has kind of helped me Um, to get in a better mind space than I used to be and has gotten me in a mind space where I'm able to now record this episode and share it. Um, I've also been slowly publicly talking about my experience with um, miscarriage on my social media platform. So I did want to release this episode also because obviously I want to dedicate this to Baby Camino But not only that, I've been working crazy, crazy hours at work, guys, like I'm staying like super late. I'm going in as much as possible and all of this, it's going to be for a reason, which I will share with you guys um, on my TikTok and my YouTube. So if you guys don't follow me on my social media platforms, they are listed down below. So go ahead and follow because I have. Besides my pregnancy announcement, this is the biggest announcement that I'm going to have this year. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I've been I've been really busy and tied up with big big things that I that I've been working on that I've worked on that I am just about wrapping up on. So I'm finally ready to share the news with you guys. So sorry that this episode got delayed. It was not my intention to make you guys wait this long, but we're here and I am ready to talk about my story and my experience with my first miscarriage as well as my first pregnancy. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. So as you guys know, all my episodes are obviously very meaningful to me. I pour my heart in all of them because I obviously talk about things that either I've experienced firsthand or obviously have like a big significance in my life or that mean a lot in my life, stuff that I I personally have struggled with, um, that I've seen, that I've experienced, whether it be in my family or my close friends. So all my episodes are very special. And actually, in one of my most recent episodes, um, I cried. I've cried in a lot of episodes, but in one of the most recent episodes titled Forgive and Forget, I was super, super vulnerable I think I cried like the whole episode and I really poured my heart out and put my heart out on put my heart on my sleeve. Um, I had dedicated that podcast to someone who was very special to me, someone who I loved very dearly, very deeply and someone who I really genuinely thought was my person that I thought was my soulmate, I guess you can say and only to find out that I was just in love with an illusion for six years this person was never who they said to be and that's the crazy part like I went based off an illusion of words like I had built a person based off their words and not their actions because they had constantly showed me over and over that they were not a fit person for me like they were not my person but I went based off words instead of actions so um this person deserves absolutely no recognition and that's um what I will say about that um I will kind of mention just a little bit about them towards the end just because they played a small but big role in my pregnancy uh so I'll just explain a little bit on what that entitles so that's about all the recognition i'm giving them but i'm letting god handle that situation okay because god sees everything look you cannot escape that man you cannot go like get past that man at all no hay nada que se le pueda ocultar a Dios. so that's all i have to say on that topic but something that i fail to see in six years guys six years six years <laughs> After being disappointed, time after time after time in six years, six years, guys, like we're talking years, like not a month, not three months, not one year. I'm talking multiple years in total of six. Okay. Don't forget that. (laughs) But something that I was just not able to see and something that I failed to see, I guess, and. Like I said, even after being disappointed and let down by this person, after, after getting hurt time after time after time, people constantly, like, seeing, like, what I was going through and still saying, like, why are you still with this person? Like, leave that situation. L- let them go. I was refusing to see. I was refusing to let go. I was refusing to cut ties forever. And all it took was this little, little person. In just a few weeks and months of being in me, this person, this little angel baby opened my eyes. My eyes were closed shut for six years. I was refusing to open my eyes. Like I did not want to see reality. And this baby said, you know what, mom, you need to wake up. And that's exactly what this baby did. I needed them because they were the only ones that were going to wake me up from this fantasy life that i was trying to portray that i was that i was trying to live they're the ones that were the key to finally letting me free of this person so so i think i thank them a lot i thank this little precious human for opening my eyes i'm a strong believer in that everything happens for a reason um sometimes obviously we don't understand what the reason is at the time of course. with tough situations, it's kind of hard to see that and it doesn't make sense. And it takes a while for it to make sense. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's what this situation taught me. And slowly, not, I mean, slowly, but also like at the moment of finding out my pregnancy, I realized, you know, okay, I see what you're trying to do. God, like, I hear you, you know? So again, in a tough situation, I was able to to put my personal feelings aside, and be like, okay, what is this really trying to teach me, you know, God doesn't punish us, I don't believe that he does, um, I, my religion, try, like, it teaches me, and it reminds me that God doesn't punish, I remember growing up, and a lot of Hispanics, you know, like, oh, si te portas mal, castigar. like, you know, if you do that, God's gonna be upset, or he's gonna be mad, no, like, I'm not necessarily like a parent, but if you are a parent or obviously like if you grew up with your parents at home and stuff like that and have a close relationship, our parents never do anything to harm us. They're always trying to protect us and they d- always do things out of love. And that obviously applies to to God. Like he is our father and he loves us unconditionally. I mean, he died for us and therefore he doesn't punish us. He just wants us to, you know live a good life he wants us to follow his word and this is what it was it was it was a lesson it was a redirection in my life uh, so I don't see that I don't see this this situation as a punishment at all <clears throat> so a few months ago I was um, blessed enough to become pregnant which is something that I had struggled for for years and it was precisely with this person ironically enough and at the time that we had been trying and it wasn't happening I did have a little moment of reflection and I asked God I'm like are you not allowing me to um conceive with this child with this person a child because they're not the person for me you're trying to save me from that um or, you know, I was trying to figure out like why I wasn't able to get pregnant because I was young and you know we were we were actively trying. So I guess I should have listened to my <laughs> to my cut back then. But um whatever. I, I, I years later I, I did become a pregnant and hence where we are now. <laughs> but I was filled with emotions, guys. I was scared i was shocked i mean more than anything i was shocked because i'm like are you serious like i'm pregnant now (laughs) um i was shocked i was confused i was abandoned i was hurt Uh, so many things but at the same time came a lot of like good feelings as well like i was just fueled with ambition and patience and understanding and my love for God grew again I was just like okay God like if you didn't make it possible before and you made it possible now it's for a reason like whatever this is meant to happen I want it to be you who has the last say like I want I sat down and I'm like whatever this is trying to teach me whatever you're trying to teach me allow me to accept it again whether it be good or bad like I knew that the reason I was pregnant was because, God, be, was because God was trying to do something with me, because God was trying to teach me something. And because God had a plan, this pregnancy had a purpose. It didn't just happen to happen. It didn't happen for me to obviously end up hurt. Like, trust me, guys, when I tell you this happened for a way bigger purpose than I thought. Again, going back because it didn't happen years ago. And it didn't happen because it was meant to happen this year at this time in my life. Not only that, guys, when I tell you I became like a freak, like an OCD freak, like a self, like a, a control freak, not a self-control, like a control freak to the point where I was like, "Mom mode kicked in mad quick, guys. Like I was no joke Googling absolutely everything. I was just like, mm, is an apple safe to eat? Mm, what should I be eating? <laughs> like it was it was insane. Also, guys, I took three pregnant, 3 at-home pregnancy tests. Like, I could not believe it. I even called my OB, and I was just like, hey, like, how y'all doing? No, (laughs) I was like, I need to go in. I need you guys to draw some blood work because I think I'm pregnant. They're like, well, did you take an at-home test? I was like, I took three. And they're like, miss, girl, you preggers. But they still took me in. They're like, okay. They were over here also explaining to me, like, everything that was going to happen, like the doctors that I was going to see, the order that I was going to go in, where I was going to deliver. And I was just like, hold up. I just need you to confirm if I am or not. So, yeah, once I got confirmation, obviously, like that mom mode kicked in and everything. And um, I took my prenatals right away because I didn't find out I was pregnant till I was six weeks. So I wanted to take care of my body right away and also like i live a dairy-free life guys like i don't take don't intake dairy i'll have obviously like small things like a chocolate or stuff like that but like as far as like ice cream uh, milk sour cream all of that cheese all of it is dairy-free and um i need a lot of calcium and dairy and contains a lot of that so i was just like i guess you know i'm gonna have to sacrifice the milkshake I really was not gonna sacrifice anything because I love milkshakes but no guys I was really like researching everything that um I needed to do for the baby not only that but I also was already searching up like finances like what accounts am I gonna open for my child like I wanna already start building money for them to have set aside just in case anything happens to me. I want my kids to be set financially and not have to worry about that. So I was looking at certain investments accounts, certain kids accounts. Um, also where I was going to live as far as the community, because I wanted my kids to have the best education, where I was going to send them to school. Uh, so many things, guys. Oh my gosh. It was insane. I, those few little months that I knew that I was pregnant, a whole different list came out I'm not even kidding guys like a list that I had never met before and I never thought I would be that mom but now I w- I just got a glimpse of the type of mom that I am gonna be um unfortunately though all that would be cut short for me um it was a regular scheduled checkup appointment and I went in you know all hopeful um, I had a recording of it because I did plan to like vlog this journey to have and to look back and to show baby and all that. So I'm big on social media as well. So I mean I just record a lot. I share a lot of my life out there. <laughs> Nobody watches, but I share it. <laughs> but I went in, they did my ultrasound and everything, and as they're doing it, the nurse looks over at me like with a confused look in her face, and she's like, She's like, uh I can't find the heartbeat, like literally just like that, and I'm just like, okay. I was like, what did that mean? I was like, what well, do you need me to move a certain way? Do you need me to drink more water? Do you what do you need me to do? She's like, Liz, there's no heartbeat, and your baby stopped growing because this is how much it's measuring, and this is how much it should measure, um, going off based on how far along you are your baby is measuring, um, smaller. And I was just like, okay, like I'm a small person. So my baby's small too. <laughs> I, they explained so much to me. They're like, they knew, they knew that it just wasn't it. And I, and I, I straight up told her too. I was like, can you check again? Like, could you do that for me, please? Like, could you double check like are you a hundred percent sure like I just remember clearly telling her can you check again please and then she's like okay here get dressed and I'll have the doctor come in and talk to you and everything and at the moment I was just like after after that everything was just a blur to me like I don't I don't remember much at the actual OB office Um, because I was such in denial as well my my mind was like blocking off all of what they were telling me and just a few weeks ago I think it was like two weeks before that appointment I actually had gone to the hospital because I had had some spotting which was alarming to me because mainly because my mom never suffered any spotting and it just seemed off so I was just so I went in and I got confirmation that the baby was okay they told me how many beats um, the heart was rating at baby's heartbeat, those three numbers, which I'll never forget. And they told me, no, nope, your baby is fine. You're fine. Like, it's just it's normal. It's implantation bleeding. Like, you're OK. You can go home and be OK. And I was like, OK. And so I was just like, OK, two weeks ago, the baby's heartbeat was there. So where why aren't you able to de- detect it? So because I had gone to the hospital and because I had gotten good news, I was just like, you know, the hospital, maybe they're more professional over there. I'm not going to lie. I kind of discredited the the office. Um, and I was just like, the hospital, they know better. They're, they're better at this. So I called my mom and my best friend, and I told them that I was going to go to the hospital to get a second opinion. My best friend told me to go to get a second opinion. So I did just that. I went and um, I was talking to one of the nurses. I'm like, i mean does this happen like do you think there's a possibility and they're like i mean it does she's she said you know i'm not gonna lie it does sometimes happen it can be misread she's like but that's why you're here and we're gonna you know do more tests or whatever so that gave me a little bit um of a peace of mind uh unfortunately um it was not a mistake uh, the hospital had once again confirmed to me that there was no cardiac activity, and that I indeed had had a miscarriage. I had what they call a miss miscarriage, meaning I had no symptoms of what a regular miscarriage feels like my body still thought it was very much pregnant my uterus was growing I was ha- having all the symptoms my appetite my nausea everything my body was like guys there's a baby in here come on let's get to work like let's provide its nutrients let's do everything that we need to do and in a sense I feel like my body had failed me not only once but twice and I'll I'll get to that in a minute but it failed me first by not allowing the baby to continue to grow the way it was supposed to. It failed me by not allowing me to carry a full-term healthy pregnancy. And it failed me in the sense that this baby would not miscarry, quote unquote, the normal way. And my body wasn't able to detect it and wasn't able to pass it how it normally happens again, quote unquote, because there is no normal when it comes to situations like this. But um, I was given three options at the hospital. My first option and the OB office that I had gone to, they had given me two of these options, but the the hospital did offer this one last option that was, I considered it, but at the same time, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna let God handle this, you know. Like I'm gonna let it happen again, quote unquote, naturally. So, the the first option was uh, that uh, they could give me a pill, and the pill would kind of, in a sense, wake up my body and, and release the the fetus and the tissue, and just in a sense, wake up my body and be like, hey guys, you know, let's get to work. Let's remove the unliving baby from this body in a sense (laughs) um and I said no I was like no I was like I don't want to put my child in harm what if this is not true and I over here take a pill and I actually indeed kill my baby no like I'm not taking a pill my second option was to allow my body to Past baby naturally, which would take. I mean, they're like honestly, it could be any day. We don't have like a, a time frame, I guess, for this. It's just when everybody wakes up, and that's originally what I wanted to go with. Because I was just like, again, if this is true, I don't want to have, I don't want to have played part in like taking something or doing something that would have had my baby miscarry, um, or lose my baby when in reality like my baby was still alive so that's what I wanted to go with which you guys will end up knowing that that wasn't what ended up happening and my third option which was something that I didn't know about and was new to me was I could get a surgery done a procedure called a DNC and in this case uh I would obviously like go under anesthesia I'd get you know, taken to the hospital, I'd go to surgery, I'd have them go in and remove the fetus and remove all the tissue, clean me out, clean my uterus, and make sure that, you know, it's ready and empty to welcome a second pregnancy if it were to happen. So uh, that was an option in the sense that I was like, I don't want to see a bloody scene, I don't want to have to. S- miscarry at home one day or at work or wherever I'm at and see all this blood and (laughs) and really see my baby in my hands in this bloody scene and I'm like and then what do I do how do I dispose of this do I flush it down the toilet do I throw it out like do I bury like I don't know what to do and that I was already in my head painting a very traumatic scene in my head and again, God is so good. And God, like, his plan is just perfect. And he does not give us anything that we can't handle. And I knew that it didn't happen naturally. Because God had already seen the the picture that I had painted in my head. And how traumatic that would have been for me. And he knew that I would never, ever be able to overcome that scene and that experience so he saved me from that and I'm very thankful at times that you know my body didn't release it naturally because I don't I really don't know nor do I want to just think of what would have happened so that was just I guess kind of like an option in in that sense but uh the doctors gave me up to two weeks. They they said, okay, you know, like, if you want to go with the natural way, just go home. If, it, if nothing happens in two weeks, then you do need to come back for a checkup and we need to know, like, what's going on. So let me break it down for you guys real quick. I went in for my checkup to my regular OB and I was told for the first time that I miscarried. I took it upon myself to get a second opinion and go to the hospital just to be told at the hospital again that I indeed had miscarried. That's two times in one day. Then the hospital, they I told him I didn't want to go back to my OB office. So they suggested me a doctor that works for the hospital, like at another building across the street. And I went to go see him the next day just so he could kind of go over more in debt what the procedure would be and what this miscarriage was and explain everything a little bit more so the next day I went with this doctor who is amazing by the way I, I'm so grateful for him and he again he had to do an ultrasound for himself or his office and his records or whatever and then for the third time I was told yep you indeed have had a miscarriage so I was told three times guys in the matter in a matter of 24 less than 24 hours I was told three times that my baby was no longer with me so that's traumatic in itself to have to handle and have to hear one time and then two times and then three times by three different people and like yes I understand that maybe I did that to myself because I wanted to get a second opinion at the hospital but I also needed confirm like validation but it just sucks having to be told that many times but anyway he went over everything and he did again say okay you know we're gonna do the natural way he didn't recommend a surgery because of my age and he's just like you know I believe this is gonna pass naturally that's normally what happens he's like very rare occasions (laughs) it's crazy he's like one and like out of so many girls will have to get a, a procedure. He's just like, I don't think it's the first option people should have. like let, let your body do what it what it needs to do, what it should be doing. again, my body should have reacted, but my body failed me and he's just like, I don't let's let's do surgery as our last option as our last resource. So I did just that. I I went home and really played the waiting game. Those two weeks were torture, but at the same time were very comforting, and I was able to pray a lot during that time, and they brought me really, like, a lot of hope. Nothing was happening that made it seem like the miscarriage was real. Again, my body still was not reacting. My belly was literally growing, and people at work were starting to notice, and I was starting to like swell up like my cheeks and my stomach. And I was still very hungry. I was still nauseous. And I was just like, I'm pregnant. Like, I feel very pregnant. And I prayed to God and I asked him that if this was a miracle, that this baby suppressed all medical tests and all that, that our lives would be dedicated to preaching his love, that we would serve him as a testament, that we would be the ones to, you know, say, that all is possible with God, that no matter what doctors say, no like no matter what you're feeling, like if you trust in God, if you put it all in God's hand, like he will make it happen. Like miracles are possible. And, you know, like it was tough. It, it really was. I was, I had brought, it had brought me a lot of hope during those two weeks. It, it really did. And After nothing happening in two weeks, I went back and I went in with 50-50. I went hopeful. (laughs) I had a dream that they actually told me the gender of the baby. And that they told me that the baby was like actually like doubled in size. You know how they had told me that my baby was measuring smaller than it should. They're like, actually, your baby has a big head. Like I had dreamed about it. But I also went in like accepting that it It was still true, and um, uh, I had accepted either one. So I went in, he checked me again, and now for the fourth time, (laughs) I was confirmed that the baby indeed was still lifeless inside me. At that point, um, after two weeks had gone by, I was now a month more, so i had no choice but to get the surgery the dnc because i'm gonna okay i don't remember the exact measurements i want to say i'm not a doctor and and i i kind of forgot a little bit but i want to say a cervix measurement during a period you know when you have all the blood and all that should measure about three to four centimeters again just an example I, an estimate I, I can't really remember the numbers but i want to say was that that should be the normal measurement when i went in my cervix had doubled and was measuring about eight to ten centimeters meaning there was a wall of blood behind that that at any moment could burst and i would lose a lot of blood and i was at my health was at risk basically if i waited a day longer so At that point, I really had no choice. We had scheduled the DNC. I went in on a Wednesday, I believe, and we scheduled the the surgery for a Friday. They're like, "I don't want to wait. I don't want you to wait any longer." He's like, "Your time is up. We we gave your body two weeks, which is you know it should have happened, and your body still can't release it, meaning it's not going. So it's gonna take longer, and you're now at risk." I was that one person out of like a hundred that just could not miscarry, could not pass a miscarriage again, quote unquote, normally. What are the odds, right? So I was like, okay. I I mean I, at that point I really had no choice, you know. So it was my first time ever going under anesthesia, my first time ever in surgery, my first time in, in a situation remotely close to what was about to happen. But um I have actually a YouTube video up explaining the DNC, the process, the procedure, and um, my recovery. So if you're curious, it's up on my YouTube, which is just La Lacer Camino. <clears throat> Gracias a Dios. Um, todo salió bien. Like I was, I got discharged that same day and I came home to recover and uh, everything was good in the medical sense. Obviously it wasn't good for my mental health, but everything went how it was supposed to my body recovered and all that this um procedure allowed me to have the option of a biopsy on baby and on myself to check for any abnormality abnormalities and to just make sure give me kind of like a peace of mind in a sense that you know like it whether something was wrong genetically something was wrong with me like if if I'm like something's wrong with my uterus if I'm not able to carry or anything like that, you know? Thankfully, um, the results came out all good, meaning that baby was healthy and was developing just like it should and that I'm healthy and that I am able to, to have a healthy baby and a healthy pregnancy. However, it did leave me with like two taunting questions. First one being if baby was healthy and if baby was developing how it should then why did its heart stop beating you know and two it was not a question but it was more of a reassurance question um of like okay everything was perfect then meaning okay it just was not meant to happen with this person like this baby was so healthy and so perfect. It had nothing to do with them or with me. It was God who chose to keep this baby protected in heaven. It was God who said, you know what, you're going to be here for a little bit, but I need you back with me. Uh, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, I was having this child with someone who was a uh, phony, I guess you can say, um, an imposter. Uh, and it was painful the very beginning with, him and everything that came with him, his family and all that. And God knew that my baby deserved way more, way, way more than the negativity that that came with. And that was being already put upon my child who was innocent in all of this. And I'm going to take a a quick second to just say that. I am not playing victim here because I take a full responsibility and full ownership of my actions I take accountability for what I had done Because I am an adult and I have morals and I have common sense and I can accept that certain actions I did upon myself Something that obviously this person <laughs> Was never able to do. So apparently this person is not an adult. Is not mature so that's that I take accountability. I know that the it takes two to tango and I'm taking my own accountability for my part in in this situation of where what got me to this place of being pregnant. Uh, so with that being said though, this is not a punishment again because um, God doesn't punish us. He teaches us lessons and big baby Camino was my blessing in disguise and it was what I needed to again wake up and just come to my senses again and realize that this person was not meant for me and that I deserved way more this baby taught me that that I deserved more than being a single mother like my parents raised me way better than that and <clears throat> that I deserved better that I deserved someone who would love me and my baby that Although, you know, like I could provide my child with absolutely everything, like as far as a good life, my baby already had a great life. Uh, we didn't need a father, but a a child always needs a father and a mother. So although I was able to give baby absolutely everything in life, I unfortunately was not able to provide them with a good father figure in their life. And because of that, because The biological father of my child had denied them. God took it upon himself, and God saw that, and God said, You know what? I am the only father that this baby deserves. I am the only father built to be able to take care of them. I'm the only father figure that this baby needs here in the physical world here on earth, my baby did not have that. And and I'm thankful and I'm thankful that baby Camino is with the best father any of us could have. He's right next to God, sitting on his lap, being told stories by God, like being treated with the most love and respect and Compassion. I know Baby Gamino is up in heaven, playing in a safe playground where absolutely no one could harm them, where nobody could wish bad upon them, could envy them, could see them with hate or feel hate towards them. I know Baby Gamino is in a place full of love and full of hope, and and they're in a place that they deserve, a place that I unfortunately could not provide them here. Because them being here would come with a lot of trouble for them and for myself, and me and Baby Camino deserved way more than what was expect, what was expecting, and what was gonna happen if Baby Camino stayed here. I ask my baby forgiveness every day, and I'm gonna have to for- ask them for forgiveness every day for the rest of my life because, because of me, they're not able to be here and. <laughs> And be loved by grandma and grandpa because of me, they're not able to to experience that warm physical hug because I didn't make smarter choices. I didn't make smarter decisions, and not only that, but I've also repented again with God, and I've asked him for forgiveness because I failed him. I failed my parents. I I went against the morals and the values that were that were instilled in me, that I was raised with. And. And I'm and and I have to live with 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 those consequences again, it was a lesson and I'm taking it as a lesson, but I know that obviously that lesson came with a little bit of pain. So um, I, 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 too, robbed my child from enjoying certain things here in the physical in the physical earth but i know i know that it was meant to happen this way i like i said i don't question god at all i have now started therapy i started therapy about 2 months ago and I am refinding myself, refinding my purpose in life because this, I know a lot of people want, need me to break from this. And what normally I have my, my cat, Mango, who was just looking at me and he ran away. But I'm refinding the strength that I've always had, and the person that I've always been and I got, she got lost. Liz got lost during the time of being with this person, this soul-sucking person. And she's finding herself again. She's finding the better version of herself. The Liz she was always meant to be was held back for so long. And therapy is helping me get there. It's helping me be able to heal from this as far as Obviously a very traumatic relationship that I was in. So not only that, but I, my faith has gotten, I have gotten closer to my faith again. Like I said, I grew up very religious and religion has been a big part of my life. And I drifted from that for a little bit, but I'm refinding myself again. I'm refinding my, my path back to God. And I owe it all to, to baby Camino, um, it's all thanks to them. And I'm not gonna lie, it it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I definitely have low days, days where I kinda like seclude myself, shut myself out. I I cry moments where I not gonna lie, still sometimes for like a slight second question why baby isn't here moments where I wish I would be feeling my baby move inside me that moments that I look in the mirror and I'm just like I wish I had a belly (laughs) you know stuff like that um Thanksgiving is coming up and Thanksgiving was gonna be my baby shower and I'm not planning a baby shower anymore I'm planning something else something again that I'm gonna be sharing with you guys very soon on my other platforms but it's not. I'm not celebrating my baby anymore. You know, like I'm not. Cel- I'm not celebrating a some. Uh, I'm not doing a celebration where I'm gonna welcome them. You know, uh, so it's it's been hard, and sometimes I I want to give up so bad, but I know that I have a purpose, and I know that me being here means that i'm not done with what i'm meant to do here me being here i had i know i have to fight for my child i know i have to fight for me i know i have to prove to them that mommy could do it that they're the ones who give me the strength to get up and go like i i have my ultrasound picture next to my bed And I look at it every morning before I go to work. And I tell them, like, what I'm doing is for you. And I get up and I work and I do it for you. I get up and I wanna build a better life for you, even though you're not here, it's still for you. Everything that I do is still for you. Because nothing will ever replace them. That feeling of my first pregnancy, of them being my first, they'll always, always be my first. and That's a special place in my heart that can never, ever be be filled or replaced. They're always going to be my first. And like, like I said, I can accept that God sent me this blessing to open my eyes once and for all. So that I could finally free myself from the situation that I was in, that was serving me no good. And like I said, it was. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> That's where I'm telling you. Every, like, this was meant. I know the purpose. My, it's crazy. We all, have, like I just said, we all have a purpose in life. And my purpose is, I still haven't fulfilled that. But my baby did have a purpose, and they fulfilled it. Some of us, you know. I was. I. I grew up out being told that we have a mission here on Earth, and that. Once, you know, you pass away, that means your mission is completed. And sometimes some people's mission, you know, they completed after years of being here. Some, some are here shorter time than others. And Baby Camino's mission was accomplished in the few months that they were here. And I'm so, so grateful and so honored to be its mommy, to be like, Baby Camino's mission was this. And they accomplished it and they did what they were sent to do. Like my baby did that, like it's crazy. It's, it's it's a crazy thing to feel and to say, but that's how I grew up seeing life. Like once we pass, that means our mission is accomplished and baby's mission was really accomplished because I'm not gonna lie guys, if it wasn't for this situation, I would probably still be here holding on to hope that this person and I were gonna make it work and that we were gonna be together. And God saw that too. And God's like, girl, if you don't wake up (laughs) and therefore sent me baby. And I trust his plan. I trust his His plan for me. And I don't doubt his love for me and his promise that he has for me. I know that he's going to fulfill that for me. So I'm okay. I'm okay with how things played out because... I know that his plan is way bigger than than I can imagine, and I'm gonna see that, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it slowly unfold. I, I really am. I am at a point in my life too, now where I'm not afraid of death. I know that when it's my time to part ways here on the physical earth, I will be welcomed by my beautiful, beautiful baby in heaven. I know that when it's my time to go. <clears throat> There's a baby waiting for me with its arms open, and I'm going to share the afterlife with them. I'm going to share life where I never have to say goodbye to them, a life where it's just me and them, and nobody can harm us. Nobody can harm them. Nobody can harm me. They're never going to be taken away from me again, and I can't wait to for that day. I can't wait to hug them and to kiss them and to just finally get to hold them and to see its little face and and to finally meet them I I look I very much look forward to that day that I get to meet them because it's going to be the reunion of a lifetime, it's going to be the best and that's why again, that's why I, I, I want to make sure I live a good life I need to make it to heaven I need to pass those gates to see them and I'm gonna do everything I can even if that means you know loving people who who hurt me even if that means forgiving things that I can never ever forget and I can never overcome even if it means sacrificing a lot of things I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do what What God is asking of me for my baby. I'm going to again choose to be the bigger person in a situation where I don't want to be the bigger person. I don't want to forgive sometimes, but God is asking me to forgive and I have to. And baby wants that for me too. So to wrap up this episode, I just wanted to... Thank everyone who has who does know about this situation and who has sent me their well wishes, who has been very supportive and just been able to help me heal. Um, to my best friends and my support system, who have been there and who love baby just as much, and that were impacted by this just as much as I was. I mean, baby Camina I mean, was just so spoiled oh my god it was insane by mom by grandma by grandpa by my uncles and aunts like it was crazy but this episode is dedicated to them it's for them and there's going to be a lot of things that I do in honor for baby because they deserve it they deserve the absolute best and that's why they are in heaven because that's what's best for them that's the best place for them to be and I also want to give a big, big hug to all the moms who have had to, to to go through something like this, who have unfortunately had to endure the pain of saying goodbye to something that they created without getting to meet them. I am so thankful that I had, like I said, a great support system. And unfortunately, not everyone has had that. And I understand. And that's why I, I... I am using the small platform that I have for now to to help other women to be there for other women who unfortunately, you know, don't have that or people who I know sometimes it's a hard topic to talk about. And them hearing this and them messaging me personally, I'm probably the first person that they told about this, you know, and because I understand them, because it's it's something hard to to open up about. but. I am very grateful for, like I said, the very small platform that I do have, and for being able to express myself. So, thank you guys all so much for tuning into today's episode. Again, this special, this episode, <laughs> this episode was probably the most special episode um, that I've filmed, and. If you guys want to know the big news that I have, go and check out my TikTok and my YouTube because I am sharing that sometime this week, and I'm super excited. And this is for baby, and this is baby helping me and reassuring me that they're still with me. But all this hard work is for baby, and this episode is for baby. Don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Twitter. I tend to post the most on Instagram, so that's where you guys can find me the most. Ac- Thank you all so much for your support. Please subscribe and review this podcast with some suggestions on what you want to hear next and how I can improve. Also, stay connected with me through my social media platform. I'm on Instagram with underscore L-I-I-Z-X and Twitter L-I-I-Z-X X underscore That's underscore L I I Z X for Instagram and L I I Z X X for Twitter. Thank you all so much. I love you and God bless.